Hey, man, what's up? I see there has been a spike. 372 listens to my podcast. So thanks for over 20,000 listens now. And uh, let's see what's going on on Trump going to jail. I just covered... I just did a three-minute video on TikTok and we'll be posting it on Instagram and Twitter as well. Um, about Trump getting back on Twitter, thanks to Elon Musk's bogus fucking poll. And you know that there are all these Trump bots on Twitter that are, you know, the, there's one is called Il Trumpo Donaldo or something in it, and it's got like uh, Trump with a fucking Hitler mustache, actually. And, uh, <clears throat> and uh, you know, another one, it's, it's called it's like mostly nice memes or something like that and, and and it sounded like it was another one of his fucking things his fucking twitter accounts and you know these these motherfuckers they're you know fudge packing each other kanye west and trump and elon musk they're probably having a threesome as we speak <laughs> that'd be a funny cartoon um, Elon Musk and Kanye West having and fucking um, what's his face Trump having a threesome. <laughs> threesome with yeah or yay. What a stupid fucking nickname. Trump. And Elon. Okay. They'll never be able to... No one will publish it, so that's okay. Stop. Did you know every time you scroll Stop. on Instagram, you're helping an artist make passive income? Yes, you could be helping an artist just like... Justice or truth or facts on his side. So he needs to rely on those old tricks, but they're not working. And what his... Trump corrupt judge finally declared unfit for office are are to delay to deny to rely on corrupt judges to rely on the fact that he's got friendly judges mm. and to just use chaos as a tool to protect himself but it isn't working right now i want to do a few things one really situate how trump continues to try and create chaos to sort of distract everybody from his legal issues but it isn't working and then get into the fact that while he thinks he's out of one mess a brand new legal tool is going to be used against him and then finally, we have to get into the fact that his desperate effort to use the, the, the pursuit of office isn't working because right now what's happening are multiple judges who have defended Donald Trump in a pretty scummy way are in massive trouble themselves. And my goodness, guys, it's just heating up and folding. And then at a, at, a, at a fundraiser in 2022, he called Trump a secret weapon, a secret weapon of Republicans. This guy doesn't even know where he stands. He has no spine. He's not going to be a strong speaker if he, if he gets the gavel. Charlie, your thoughts? 
Well, one of his super, yeah, one of his superpowers, of course, is his uh, willingness to self-humiliate, and it has been humiliation all the way down. And this, of course, is the irony that that Kevin McCarthy um, has been willing to give up so much of his character and his power in order to get that gavel. But um, the gavel is just going to be more humiliation for him because you know this nutcase caucus is going to insist on gelding him if he's going to get the votes, even if he gets the votes. Uh, he's not going to have an effective governing majority. And all of this escalated awfully quickly, didn't it? I mean, the all-out uh, Republican civil war, um, you know, Republican against Republican in the Senate, uh, knives out in the House of Representatives, Matt Gates taking shots at Marjorie Taylor Greene. And then, of course, in the middle of all of this, Donald Trump figures this is the ideal time to remind everybody that I am the symbol and the agent of all of this dysfunction and this failure. So um, this has really been quite a week for Republicans, which um, in, in the past have enjoyed watching Democrats in disarray. And they're saying, really, hold my beer. You haven't seen anything like this in a very long time. So you can listen to that first clip there. It really does note that the GOP is a mess right now. As much as people have talked about how the people on the left have infighting, and we do, it was never like this. It's never been like this. You know, after the last primaries, you know, Bernie and Biden got together, and of course there was still a lot of acrimony, really big, important differences between the two men and their vision for the country, but it's not like this. This is utter chaos. And yes, normally Donald Trump seizes these moments and uses them for his opportunity, but it's not protecting him legally because all the cases are ramping up. And politically, while this is happening, he's not taking advantage. If anything, he's growing weaker and weaker as more people look to alternatives like DeSantis, but also other folks. And you can see one of his latest tactics, which is to delay and try and, try and dodge the J6 committee, may not work because the Senate could do the exact same thing to him and the Senate isn't in his hands. Yeah, and so looking at that, uh, here was Cheney uh, on Meet the Press in October about all of this. Uh, treats this matter with great seriousness. And we are going to proceed uh, in terms of the questioning of the former president uh, under oath. Mm -hmm. It may take multiple days. Uh, and it will be done with uh, a level of rigor and discipline and seriousness that it deserves. We are not going to allow the former president. Not he's not going to turn this into a circus. That was when the discussion was testimony. Obviously, it's not going to be a circus if he's not even participating. If, uh, and Kornacki's walking us through this shortly, if Republicans meet their estimate and hold the House, then the committee would formally be ending as a select committee. Uh, is there room to then further litigate this? And do you think that's advisable? Yes. So first of all, Trump will, you know, all he needs is these proceedings in Florida courts to delay out past January. And then he'll hope that the January 6th committee is disbanded. But Ari, there's another House in Congress. It's not just the House of Representatives. The Senate's there. And I think right now the Senate should be making immediate emergency plans to take over this investigation from the House, make it part of the Senate, make it a Senate investigation, because the truth has not been told. Donald Trump's afraid to tell the truth. Vice President Pence is afraid to tell the truth. It's up to now probably the Senate if the political reports are right that the House will switch control. Yeah, really interesting. You're also thinking outside the box here. We had James Carville talking about 
going outside the house for a speaker, which is unusual, but technically legally possible. Constitutionally, you're talking about the and fact. With Judge Luton, not no finer individual. <laughs> there we go. And you're and you're reminding folks that um, now we, we know more than we did a week ago. And the Senate has that governing authority. And if they are going to litigate, you know, uh, although there are precedents where you can go past um the, the, the amount of time that a, a given Congress was in session, you're reminding folks the Senate would have even larger uh, ongoing oversight powers there. So that's really interesting, Neil. Like, I think that's a fantastic point and something that I know people are considering and something that Donald Trump didn't bank on because in his egotistical mind, one, his dumb mind, he probably didn't even think about it. But also, two, he was just convinced that they were going to take back the House. They were going to take the Senate. It was going to be a giant red wave and there was going to be no one to investigate him, at least in Congress, for the next two years. And then he would be president again and it would be all fine. But the reality is that even if the Republicans take the House, it looks likely, but it's not yet confirmed, then yes, a lot of those investigative powers will go to the Republicans and they won't use them against Donald Trump 99.9% at least, they won't use it against Trump. But with the Senate, they can. And so even Donald Trump's delay strategy may fail because all of those investigative powers could and can be used by the Senate. And this is why he's running, but it's not working. It's not working, guys. Listen, this is clearly why he's doing it. Just a political indictment from Liz Cheney. It sounds like what could become the text of a criminal referral. Is that afoot by the January 6th Select Committee? I, I mean, it, it sure seems that... that author or a writer, I want you to know that the demand for virtual speakers is huge right now. Thousands of event planners have had to pivot away from doing live in-person events and instead started doing virtual events. And what that means is there's become a real need and a real demand in the marketplace for virtual speakers who can present an online message in a compelling and engaging way. So if you want to learn how to present virtual presentations, keynotes, and workshops and get paid for those in as little as 90 days, then I want you to listen up because I got good news for you. As the foremost authority in how to get booked and paid to speak and build a speaking business. That uh, Liz Cheney is telegraphing that, uh, and, and it sure seems to be the thrust of what she has tried to do from, as you and I spoke, when, when this committee uh, first started holding its hearings, uh, she was she was talking in terms that seemed to prepare for a criminal uh, referral. And those close to Donald Trump clearly fear it, and it's not just what the January 6th committee is doing. It's obviously uh, the what is happening in New York in terms of the civil and criminal cases against this company. Uh, it's the case in Georgia where you had uh, Brian Kemp fresh off his victory, re-election victory uh, as, as the Republican governor of Georgia testifying uh, before the grand jury there. And perhaps the most immediate threat, uh, the, the, the documents case, the classified documents case, uh, the documents that he took with him from the White House and I, I tell you, I spoke just last night with somebody very close to Donald Trump who said point blank that a big part of uh, his thinking here and maybe the decisive uh, factor is believing that an indictment is coming and uh, it'll be he'll be in a better position to fight that if he is a presidential candidate and he can portray it as just a political uh, persecution. So uh, that, that, that is very much on the mind of Donald Trump and the people around him.
And that, of course, Frank Figluzzi is what endangers. There is an historic threat environment around DOJ and around the FBI, frankly, around the IRS, because of Donald Trump's response to being under criminal scrutiny by DOJ for leaving the White House with classified documents, not giving them back, and then lying about giving them back. What do you make of his calculations that are, as John Carl just just reported, firmly rooted in avoiding criminal accountability? Yeah, and that, and that is why it's for these very reasons, security, motivation, threat, that we should be watching carefully tonight. I know so many viewers say, look, I don't want to hear another word from this guy. But for those of us who track threats, it's important to, as John Carl said, not only listen to what he says and how he says it, but the Republican reaction to it. Because if tonight he spends considerable time inciting more violence, uh, more anti-institution talk against the FBI, the DOJ, plays that victim, the more those agencies have to be concerned about violence to them and those around them and, and in the nation. So we have to ask ourselves after tonight, watching his words and the Republican leadership reaction to those words, whether we're watching a kind of de-radicalization process occur. And I say that, Nicole, because we've talked about how de the best kind of de-radicalization occurs from within the radicalized group. Right. If they offer the radicalized an alternative, are we seeing an alternative being offered? And if we hear Trump tonight call out by name, GOP leaders who have criticized him and, and he attacks them, then we're saying, look, it's not about money and it's not even really about ego. It's about fear of justice and fear of losing his place of power. Because if it was about ego, he's already getting his ego fixed with all of his stupid rallies. And if it was about money, this actually makes it harder for Trump to raise money. Once you're officially a candidate, it makes it way harder to raise money and way harder to be transparent. The rules are much stricter about an official candidate than someone who just maybe is thinking about running and has a pack here and there. Like, now it's going to be harder for Donald Trump to get money and use money from politics. So it's really about dodging the concerns. And this is why all of these moves against his judges are critical. We've talked about this, but people have finally said that judges like Cannon are unfit. You have top lawyers like Andrew Weissman who has said she's unfit for office. He has declared her unfit. You've also seen other legal experts declare her unfit for office. And at the same time, even more recently, you're seeing massive groups of people make a declaration that Donald Trump's top favorite lawyer, he didn't even appoint him, but his favorite lawyer on the Supreme Court, Clarence Thomas, they are declaring him unfit, and you're seeing a growing call to impeach his ass because he is very clearly in the tank for Trump, and it's absolutely the case that he at least broke some sort of ethical code when he didn't recuse himself from cases that clearly have a role connected to his wife and what she did regarding J6, at least allegedly, but there's enough of a connection there that by not declaring himself, you know, out of that case, you know, people are declaring him unfit for office, like the free speech for people. They are making that declaration. Now, of course, a declaration is not necessarily him being impeached yet, but Trump judges are in trouble way more than they've ever been. You've seen actual calls for impeachment of Clarence Thomas and basically no other judge. No, none of the other Trump judges, just Thomas, because he's uniquely poised to be corrupt here. And you've seen this call of calling, declaring Cannon unfit more than other Trump judges because her rulings have been so brazen. And what this shows is that the system, the legal system, 
and the political system are starting to react to Donald Trump and throw him to the side. And this includes some people in his own party. He's not done yet, but in the legal and political worlds, his tricks are fading. Listen, it's just been discovered that after 40, your weight gain isn't your fault. In 37 seconds, you'll learn why. But first, let me tell you how to go from having belly fat, feeling tired, and f it's about that time. Let me throw biggie. Okay, let's see what else. What other groovy stuff is going on? That's cool. <clears throat> that there are some calls for Justice Thomas to finally be impeached. What the fuck? His wife, Ginny Thomas, apparently paid for 40 busloads of insurrectionist terrorists to go to the Capitol and attack our Congress. So you guys should really stand the fuck up, speak up, use your voice while you got it. I, for one, don't want to live in a fucking totalitarian state. And, um, I'm doing everything I can. Let's see, Lewis and Clark, Explorers of the New Frontier, biography, Benjamin Franklin, author of the Declaration of Independence, top prosecutor issues, brutal news for Trump over special counsel. I wonder if this has to do with Glenn Kirshner. Brutal news for Trump. First episode of a new legal series that I'm going to do with former federal prosecutor Glenn Kirshner, so let's get into it. Mary Garland has announced the appointment of a special counsel to move forward with investigating Trump for both the issues uh, related to January 6th and ago, uh, stolen documents at Mar-a-Lago. So, first of all, does this signal an investigation that's moving toward indictment? And I ask that because if Mary Garland's had no intention of indicting, I imagine the guy would simply say that he won't indict as, as opposed to the whole to-do that is appointing a special counsel. You know, Brian, as frustrating as it felt to hear the announcement yesterday from Merrick Garland that now another special counsel is being appointed, I actually think it could end up being a good thing. Had Merrick Garland decided that no charges should be brought against Donald Trump for I think it's a great thing. Mar-a-Lago classified documents, crimes, or the January 6th insurrection, he simply could have made that decision himself. Um, the fact that he point, appointed a special counsel and has now entirely turned over both of those investigations to the special counsel, Jack Smith, you really can't read that any other way than it is a step in the direction of Donald Trump. It's prosecuting him like a war criminal, now, which is Is there something to be perfect. said for the fact that this guy prosecuted war crimes at The Hague? Like, he doesn't <laughs> seem like you're... Uh, your run-of-the-mill call one eight 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 accidents uh, prosecutor here. Like, what do you know about Jack Smith? So I have been talking with my friends and colleagues, people that worked with and for Jack Smith. I'm trying to do my homework before I sort of start to talk about what those perceptions are. Here's the thing: not only was Jack Smith a war crimes prosecutor at The Hague, he was also in charge uh, of the Department of Justice Public Integrity Section what they call the PIN. And during his tenure there, he authorized and was involved in some pretty consequential prosecutions. The prosecution of Senator Bob Menendez um, from New Jersey, the prosecution of uh, the governor of Virginia, Bob McDonald. Now, 
one Democrat, one Republican, both really challenging cases, not just because of the atmospherics that it was the Department of Justice going after high government or high elected officials, um, but these were really challenging cases on the facts, on the merits. The reason I say that is the Menendez prosecution ended in an acquittal, a not guilty verdict. And, and here's the thing, Brian, give me a prosecutor any day who is willing to take a really challenging, high profile, politically charged case to trial and lose it. That is not some sort of failing. That's not an embarrassment. In my book, that's a badge of merit. Why? Because he was willing to take difficult cases to trial. Now, he took the Governor McDonald case to trial. He won a conviction, but it was reversed on appeal, again, because it was fraught with lots of challenging legal issues. But those things are not failures. In my book, those are successes. It's a sign that he was willing to take a risk, to do the hard work of bringing really difficult cases against high government officials, elected officials who violated the law. Give me that kind of a prosecutor on my team any day of the week. Yeah, com completely agree. That's a great point. Um, why appoint a special counsel to begin with? And here's why I ask this question. Merrick Garland is clearly doing this to avoid the perception of impropriety here. But when you announce that you have to recuse yourself, doesn't that validate accusations that he can't be impartial? Um, and that might carry some weight, by the way, if it was anyone other than Merrick Garland. This guy is so impartial that, that you know, we are kind of losing our minds over it. So why validate this Republican talking point that the AG can't be impartial here? Like, why not just do the DOJ's mission of, of uh, you know, pursuing justice without fear or favor? You know, Stop. Did you know every time you scroll on Instagram, you're helping an artist make passive income? Yes, you could be helping an artist just like you make money in their sleep. It's true, and here's how you can find out exactly how much passive income you're making your fellow artists. Step one, the next time you're on Instagram, scroll down until you see art in your feed and see how many likes and comments they're getting. Of, of uh, you know, pursuing justice without fear or favor. You know, it's a great question, and um, we can certainly do an autopsy on the decision that has already been made by Merrick Garland. Um, so, so here's the thing. We already know that Donald Trump's supporters, his base, will never accept that a fair, independent, righteous investigation can be conducted of Donald Trump. Um, but Merrick Garland didn't make this decision trying to convince Trump's base or Trump's loyalists or lackeys that, you know, th this was the right thing to do. Merrick Garland made this decision because there's an appearance of conflict. Let's unpack that. The special counsel regulations say that if the attorney general decides there are exceptional circumstances and that a special counsel would be in the public interest, then the attorney general appoints one. Here's what happened when Donald Trump announced formally he was running for the presidency in 2024. Joe Biden has been saying all along that he is going to run for a second term. That was common knowledge. The moment Donald Trump announced formally he was running, he obviously becomes Joe Biden's political opponent. Merrick Garland, like it or not, is sort of tied to Joe Biden. Joe Biden appointed him. And an attorney general is generally responsible to sort of forward the, the policy and the mission 
of the president. Um, that is not to say the attorney general, you know, doesn't make independent prosecutorial decisions without regard to the president or the White House. But listen, uh, President Biden can fire um, Attorney General Merrick Garland at any moment. So those two are aligned in a very real sense. So when you have President Biden's attorney general investigating and potentially prosecuting President Biden's only announced political opponent for re-election to the presidency, I'm sorry, that presents at least the appearance of conflict. It might actually present an actual conflict. Now, could this investigation uh, still have been run by Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice without a special counsel? And could the American people have confidence in the integrity of the investigation? I think the answer is yes. But to avoid even the appearance of impropriety or conflict, Merrick Garland did what he thought was the right thing to do without regard to how it would be received by Donald Trump's base or his loyalists. And I think that's why he made the decision to appoint a special counsel. There is some irony here, though, in the fact that most of us believe that the reason that Donald Trump announced his presidency, his run for presidency in 2024 so early is to do exactly this, is to be able to have this talking point where he then leans back and says, look, I'm the only announced candidate for 2024. There's all these investigations into me, including uh, the one at the DOJ. Um, they're clearly trying to do this to sink my campaign. And so in a way, this is this is not necessarily, um, this doesn't stem out of, out of the DOJ's doing. This is exactly what Donald Trump himself wanted. But the Department of Justice can't do the wrong thing because it might give Donald Trump something he wants. You have to do the right thing without regard to how the wrong people might respond. Now, let's move over to uh, to some to a, a less serious player in this game, and that's Marjorie Taylor Greene. She had come out and said, Republicans, this is a quote, Republicans will need to refuse to appropriate any funding to Merrick Garland's special counsel and defund any part of the DOJ acting on behalf of the Democrat Party as a taxpayer-funded campaign arm for the Democrats' 2020 presidential nominee. Can Republicans do that? Like, to what degree can Congress, can a Republican-controlled Congress uh, control the funding for a special counsel probe that is under the purview of the DOJ? The first question is, how much legislation has Marjorie Taylor Greene successfully pushed through Congress? I think that would be about zero. So I don't take her seriously. She's not a, a serious member of Congress. She is a legislative thug uh, making lots of hollow threats. I don't believe for a minute that they will defund the police, that they will defund the FBI, that they will defund the Department of Justice, that they will try to defund special counsel. What I do believe they'll do is hold frivolous oversight hearings. They will carpet bomb the Department of Justice with subpoenas, and then they will find all sorts of reasons to claim that DOJ didn't comply fully or quickly enough to those subpoenas. So what they can do is they can make a lot of mischief. They can make a lot of noise. But at the end of the day, I really don't believe that they can successfully impede criminal investigations or criminal prosecutions. Yeah, I think uh, I think the new quickest unit of measurement that we're going to discover is is uh, how quickly Republicans now uh, appreciate the the importance of subpoenas. The same party that spent the last uh, last couple years pretending that they uh, they have carte blanche to ignore every subpoena that comes their way. Now, moving over to Trump, he is of course claiming that this is all the result of him announcing his run. That's that's what we spoke about before. Um, 
he announced that he's quote not going to partake in it. Can he not partake in it? Uh, yes, he can, and he should. If I were his lawyer, which I never would be, I would advise him don't partake in it. Why? Because you have a Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination, sport. You're the target of the criminal investigation. You know what? When I was investigating bank robberies, guess what? The bank robber never did partake in my investigation because the bank robber was the one I was looking to lock up. So that is sort of a, a pointless um, uh, a pointless assertion by Donald Trump. I'm not going to participate in the criminal investigation of me. Now, we often hear about, you know, the nearly thousand cases so far, the nearly thousand charges um, that have been passed down for those who partook in the Capitol insurrection. And yet still nothing from the major political figures who actually incited this thing on January 6th. This might be me betraying my, my ignorance here, but if the people who carried out a crime at the behest of someone were charged, then doesn't that effectively confirm that the people who incited or caused those people to act are also guilty or at least accessories to, 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 to something here? Thinking a lot about the unimaginable situations families in Afghanistan, Syria, and other crisis areas are living through. I can share a bunch of statistics, but I'm not going to do that. What I am going to tell you is that there are so many people who are fleeing for their lives right now. These moms and dads and kids, they no longer have a home. Their schooling's been stopped, and they may not have access to medical care. I really admire the courage of these families, and I admire the work of the International Rescue Committee. Founded at the call of Albert Einstein, the IRC is helping refugees survive, recover, and rebuild their lives in the world's toughest places. I support the IRC because I believe everyone should have an opportunity to seek a better future for themselves. I mean, my family had that opportunity, and I'm so very grateful for it. So I hope you'll join me in making a gift to the IRC today. Our support has never... So guilty or at least accessories to, 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 to something here? It does, and that's why we go after mob bosses, not just wise guys, underbosses, capos, consiglieres, or foot soldiers. And, you know, I've been sitting in court for six weeks now watching the Oath Keepers trial, and there are trials all across federal district court in Washington, D.C., against other insurrectionists, other folks who were inspired to attack the Capitol, to try to stop the certification of Joe Biden's win. And Brian, many of them are defending on, I was doing what Donald Trump told me to do, which is not a legal defense. It is mitigation. It will be considered at the time they're sentenced because to a person, every single one who has been tried by a jury has been convicted. But I think that is the frustration that so many of us feel. The foot soldiers who were ordered by Donald Trump to commit this precise crime are being held accountable. Many of them are going to prison. And Donald Trump is still out there, you know, golfing and attending dinner parties and, you know, fundraisers and, and holding. And announcing, announcing a run for president of the United States. Exactly. Holding his hate rallies. And, and, and here is the thing. I am now, upon reflection, we've had 24 hours to live with the special counsel announcement. I'm actually glad we have a special counsel, because one thing that we all know is there have been no charges for the command structure of the insurrection, right? Donald Trump and Mark Meadows, Rudy Giuliani, Jeffrey Clark, John Eastman, uh, Bannon, and, and, and the rest of them. And that 
was under Merrick Garland's leadership of the investigation. So I am actually pretty pleased that it, that the investigation has been entirely passed off to Jack Smith. He will now oversee both investigations. And both Merrick Garland and Jack Smith have said this will not slow the pace of the investigation, not by one minute. I would ask the question, you can't go any slower than zero, because zero is how many ruling class criminals have been held accountable. So this, you know, we're going to look back six months from now, a year from now, and we may see this as a turning point with the turn being toward prosecutions. So what should we expect to see from here as far as the special counsel probe is concerned? What happens, what happens next? Um, we should expect to hear nothing. The reason I say that is because just yesterday when I was in federal court in Washington, D.C., uh, we learned that there were three special grand juries impaneled on one day. I'm not going to say that's unprecedented, but it may very well be unprecedented. That can't be a coincidence that the same day Merrick Garland uh, announces a special counsel. We have three new special grand juries impaneled in D.C., um, so because grand jury proceedings are secret by law, I don't think we should expect to hear much in the coming weeks, perhaps even the next couple of months. Um, but let's not forget, Jack Smith stepped into an investigation that has been ongoing for a very long time. So it may very well be that the investigative teams are in a position to indict a Jeffrey Clark or a John Eastman. And if the investigation continues apace, that could very well happen in the next week or couple of months. But I, I will say, Brian, there are lots of really good investigative journalists who have staked out the federal courthouse in Washington, D.C. They're watching every entrance and exit, looking to see who comes and who goes. So we may end up learning a little something about who's appearing before these special grand juries. Now, if the special counsel does choose to indict, what comes next? What 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 happens from there? So, if so, so here's how the special counsel regulations are set up. If the special counsel decides to indict, he would make a recommendation to Merrick Garland, and Merrick Garland really only has two decisions: he can accept it, and given that he has decided he will be hands off and has turned the whole thing over to somebody he trusts to do this work and make these recommendations, Jack Smith, I have to believe Merrick Garland would accept a recommendation to indict Donald Trump or Mark Meadows or others. Um, and if Merrick Garland disagrees with it and says, I don't think Donald Trump should be indicted, I think that's very unlikely. But then the good thing about a special counsel uh, appointment is there's a daylight provision in the special counsel regulations that says, if Merrick Garland declines to do something the special counsel has recommended, he must report that out to Congress. So there's a little bit of daylight in the process that we would not have had if we didn't have the appointment of special counsel. But to directly answer the question, if special counsel says we've got enough evidence to indict Trump, we've got the indictments drafted and prepared, Attorney General Garland, this is our recommendation. I would bet the farm on Merrick Garland approving it and then we see indictments we see trials we see convictions and we see people being held accountable for what's been done to the united states 
from your lips to God's ears. We'll leave it there. For those of you watching, if you enjoyed this discussion and want to see this become a regular series, there are two ways to let us know. First is to drop a comment in the comment section below and let us know if you'd like to see more. And second, it's by subscribing to both Brian Tyler Cohen and Glenn Kirshner's channels. The links to both of those channels are right here on the screen. So take a quick second and hit subscribe. With that said, I'm Brian Tyler Cohen. And I'm Glenn Kirshner. I love the gifts. I love the offering. Our employees are excited about it. We've never had... Mm. Ah, shit. What happened? Kind of engagement with... Now we've got the U.S. Senator from Michigan and the head of the Democratic... Can I still use Twitter in prison? That's pretty cool. Um, what I've been doing is taking screenshots. Of... <laughs> of their, their funnies and then posting them around here. It's macaroni and cheese. A uh, new former um, bar says. Touch network, and this is a breaking DOJ news. DOJ now alert. has evidence former to indict Attorney Trump. General Bill Barr, under the Trump administration, in a new interview, said that he believes that the Department of Justice currently has the evidence that mm -hmm. they need to indict Donald Trump. Play this interview with PBS. If the Department of Justice can show that these were indeed very sensitive documents, which I think they probably were, and also show that the president consciously was involved in misleading the department, deceiving the government, um, and playing games after he had received the subpoena for the documents. That's, those are serious charges. That's a serious. That's, that's, serious. that's a serious. Well, I, I said that I, I personally think that they probably have the basis for legitimately indicting the president. I don't know. I'm speculating. But, but given what's gone on, I think they probably have the evidence that would check the box. They have the case. And if they have it, should they? That's a decision for... Uh, if you were AG, would you? <laughs> Do you think they will? I think it's becoming increasingly more likely. Now that is Donald Trump's 
Attorney General Bill Barr saying what Donald Trump did was incredibly wrong. What Donald Trump did is illegal, and he believes it is increasingly likely that the Department of Justice is moving towards an indictment. And I agree with Bill Barr. I can't believe I'm saying that. I agree with what Bill Barr is saying there. And in the same interview, Bill Barr also said that Trump was a failure. He should not run again. He's a divisive figure and a failure. Here, play this other clip of Bill Barr, then let's talk about it in a moment. Uh, he didn't do that. He failed. He didn't do what the whole country hoped, which that he would rise to the occasion and rise to the office. So he didn't do that. So he's had his chance. He doesn't. Uh, he obviously does not have the qualities necessary to unite the party, which is the first step uh, on the road back. And uh, he should stand beside. So in addition to Bill Barr saying that in a new interview that he just gave with PBS. Mike Pompeo, the former CIA director under the Trump administration and former Secretary of State under the Trump administration, subtweeted at Donald Trump because he's too cowardly just to say Donald Trump's name. But this is what Mike Pompeo said in a statement today. I'm Dr. Bradley Nelson, author of The Emotion Code, and I would like to invite you to a special free online. We were told we'd get. Oh, yeah, it's all money makers and <clears throat> macaroni and cheese. I get tired of winning, but I'm tired of losing, and so are most Republicans. Hmm. You know. Mike Pompeo is just such a coward, he can't even mention Trump by name, and then Pompeo thinks that he's going to run for president, and so he's out there now attacking Trump, but again, too chicken, too afraid to call Trump out by his name there, and it's like, Mike Pompeo, you were part of the loser administration, you're one of the biggest losers out there. You literally did a deal with the Taliban to undermine the government of Afghanistan. There's photos of you like high-fiving the Taliban and setting free over 5,000 Taliban terrorists who then used their army to, to attack all of Afghanistan and to conquer Afghanistan. That's because of your loser actions, Mike Pompeo. Like, literally... Everything you did as Secretary of State, everything you did as CIA Director, everything you did when the election results were known that Donald
Trump lost. I remember so vividly that press conference you gave. Here, I'm going to play the clip right now where when you were asked, would there be a peaceful transition of power? Here, here we go. And you said, well, why would there be a transition? I just remember the chills. My spine, when you said that after Joe Biden won in a free and fair election and you were out there spreading the conspiracies, you were out there spreading the big lie. And that moment will always be etched in my mind, Mike Pompeo, when you betrayed the nation that day, frankly, every day before that. But that moment was really when I was like, oh, my gosh, they're really planning a coup. Play the clip. Is the State Department currently preparing to engage with the Biden transition team? And if not, at what point does a delay hamper a smooth transition or pose a risk to national security? There will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. <clears throat> so what we have here is Bill Barr, Mike Pompeo, all people who were complicit turning on Trump. But let them turn on Trump. Well, back They're to trying to cover their Bill ass. Barr for a moment. When Bill Barr says, I think that the Department of Justice has the basis for legitimately indicting Donald Trump. They do. We've been saying that here. And also one of the things I want to highlight here, and you should watch the Midas Touch Network live broadcast after it was announced by Attorney General Mar Merrick Garland that he would be appointing a special counsel to continue the criminal investigation into Donald Trump for stealing government records and obstruction there too and donald trump's involvement in the january 6th insurrection and in obstructing the uh, transfer of power a, a obstructing a free and fair election while donald trump's criminal conduct trying to interfere uh with the transfer of power so we will keep you posted here on the midas touch network but these legal analysis that, that videos that we're doing here it's going to be heating up, folks. It's going to be heating up. Look, the same way before the midterm elections, we were showing you the data. What were we doing here at the Midas Touch Network? We weren't just speaking in sound bites and bringing in people who just want to hear their voices. No, we brought in Simon Rosenberg. We brought in Tom Bonnier, the people who were going through the data, who knew there wasn't going to be a red wave. But all I could do then is what I'll do now. I showed you the data then, and I said, here's what the data is. Do I know that there may be this magical red wave? I don't know, but here's what the data
Same thing here when it comes to the indictment of Donald Trump. Here's the data. Jack Smith, if you look at the data objectively, it is a data point that we are moving closer to a prosecution of Donald Trump. It isn't a delay, delay, delay. There is not going to be any additional delay because of that. And that's what Jack Smith said. It's just not, that's not what's going to take place. Jack Smith is going to take it over, be able to make an independent decision. And Jack Smith is the kind of person who, if he thought he wasn't going to be able to indict, he wouldn't take the case. He wouldn't take a case like this. Jack Smith has an impeccable career. Why would he take a case that he knows is going to be a loser? That's just not who Jack Smith is. That's what Karen Freeman Agnipolo said as well. Check out that full interview, will you? But there you have it. Bill Barr. I personally think that they have the basis, the Very excited. the basis to indict Donald Trump. I think that's going to happen, folks. I think it's going to happen. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Hit the subscribe button. We're on our way to 1 million subscribers. We just passed 700,000 subs. We're growing rapidly. It's free to subscribe. Also, check us out on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Become a patron. We're not funded by any... Millionaires or billionaires are out. who fund the both sides media none of that here we are purely funded by your generosity so we're accountable to you 100 independent no matter where you are in the world go check it out patreon.com slash midas touch p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash midas touch until next time i'm ben micellis at midas touch we are unapologetically pro-democracy and we demand justice and accountability <sighs> That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right. Gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com. Right. <clears throat> Hello. I'm Mary Streep. As you probably already know, among the many brilliant ideas that Albert Einstein contributed to humanity... Trader Trump. Midas Touch.
Lamos. Let's see here, select all, paste. I feel like I'm not getting <clears throat> the right kind of uh, nutrition. She says that she eats some macaroni and cheese. Fortified. Fortified. I'm Hmm. Hmm. Hi, I'm Trista. I'm a Midas Touch producer. I worked in the media. Hi, I'm Trista. I'm a Midas Touch. Had to give me up cause I know I was dragging I ain't had my armor on so I was lagging But now I'm stronger than before more than a rapper See I'm the head and not the tail so they gon' back up uh, I fall like seven times to get up with amnesia uh, Father in my rise I used to be a sleeper uh, Like I gained muscle I've been working on my speaking uh, They ain't gon' catch me non-confident no more either Yeah, I used to feel people judging then I found me I'm announcing found identity now my faith moving mountains uh, Took a break, came back 100, ready and all it, ready for calling, ready for options, ready for talking, animal stalling, animal probably, animal nonsense, animal clocking, now it's shocking, animal breaking down for them or them, the enemy ain't doing nothing, can't let them stop us, I had to pop up like surprise, no more crawling, my head is up, it's time to my father, had to get off Instagram, I got addicted, I got so satisfied, I felt all of me drifting, started to hate myself and even hate my image, I'm done with that like revelation, it is finished, it is done, had to give me up cause I know I was had to give me up cause I know I was dragging I ain't had my armor on so I was lagging But now I'm stronger than before more than a rapper See I'm the head and not the tail so they gon' back up uh, I fall like seven times to get up with amnesia uh, Father in my rise I used to be a sleeper uh, Like I gained muscle I've been working on my speaker uh, They ain't gon' catch me
me not confident no more either. Yeah, I used to feel people judging. Then I this out of girl. Where? Who? You been where? Where who? Mm. For real? Oh, really? That's how you feel. This out of girl. Not feeling good and have negative thoughts. So repeat after me. Come on, everyone. There is no one better to be than myself. There is no one better to be than myself. Today is gonna be an amazing day. Today is gonna be an amazing day. My feelings matter. My feelings matter. I get better every single day. I get better every single day. Feeling good and have negative thoughts, so repeat after me. Come on, everyone. There is no one better to be than myself. There is no one better to be than myself. Today is gonna be an amazing day. I woke up, got out my bed, it was a sunny day. Brush my teeth, clean my skin, cause I love my face. Sure. Ain't got time for all that stressing. I'm receiving all my blessings. About to love and hug myself, cause I got time today. Whatever happened yesterday, guess what? Ain't worried about it. On my master be today, you know I'm about it, about it. I ain't stressed about no bills. I ain't got no time to shield. Put some problems in my face, I'm just gonna bounce about it. Keep my gosh, my shoulder, feel the vibe. I ain't stressing today, yo. I forgot that I'm a villain. I forgot I always spread positivity, but you think I can. I am happy.